Hi everyone, welcome to Vijana Tupo Talks. My name is Grace Waswa and I am the founder of Vijana Tupo Initiative. Vijana Tupo Initiative is an initiative that seeks to provide sustainable and workable solutions for young people through the online conversations that we have on various platforms. We have partnered with the United Nations Sustainable Development Solutions Network and we are coming together to bring a series of podcasts that are aimed to uh, aim at achieving SDG 8, which is decent work and economic growth. We are very aware of the tough economic times that young people are facing, and we are very intentional in coming up with solutions and work, workable solutions and practical solutions that can work, that fit the needs of young people in such tough times. For today's show, we are discussing managing uh, finances, personal finances and business finances in the wake of COVID-19. Managing finances is important at all times. Actually, now more than ever, there's a need to manage finances, personal and business finances, finances as these are very uncertain times. I am joined by an amazing lady who is Miss Valentine Joroge, who is the co-founder of Africa's Pocket, which is an institution that equips people with financial education. Africa's Pocket offers courses on financial freedom, uh, to courses on managing business finances, to courses on um, f- uh, personal finances, and they literally give education on, on, on how you can do anything with money. Karibu sana, Miss Valentine. Thank you so much, Grace, for having me here today. I'm super excited to be part of this initiative. I'm always such a fan of institutions that are trying to bring awareness, especially to the youth. And thank you for the great introduction that you gave me earlier. Like you said, my name is Valentine Joroge, and I'm the co-founder and CEO of Africa's Pocket. And like Grace said, we are a personal finance management company, and our goal really is to give people the tools and the knowledge they need to make good financial decisions. So we have online courses that you can do. We also do webinars. We do some uh, corporate Uh, sort of training where we'd come to someone's office and give a training to the whole team and we've been doing this for about a year and it's been fantastic we've worked with hundreds of people and a lot of the feedback that we get like you said is that money is not something that we're taught in school we're not taught how to manage it from a personal perspective you're not taught how to manage it in a business and the thing is it affects every single part of your life you know when you first get a salary even when you it's all the way from even high school you're needing to manage money all of the time somehow but you know there are people who don't even know how to make a budget until they're finding themselves in really dire financial situations so our mission is to you know kind of eliminate that lack of knowledge and give people the tools they need to be successful in life Mm -hmm. that is that is fantastic and a lot of young people actually uh, a lot of young people do not associate themselves with knowledge that is especially financial knowledge. Personally, I can speak from a personal experience. For a long time, I did not know anything about financial management, about budgeting. But then these are times that we really need to be in the wake of such matters. So today's topic, we have divided the topics into two. We are talking about managing personal finances during COVID-19 and managing um, the business during such time so um, and now over to you valentine i'd like for you to talk about managing personal finances so even how to even finances and what strategies can you use 
to manage your personal finances in tax time. All right, so I'll, I'll go ahead and start with personal finances. And uh, this is one that obviously been a hot topic since um, COVID-19 became a worldwide pandemic because all over the world, you see that first there's a super high rate of unemployment because of people working from home and not being able to go out socially as much, then it means that the economy is not doing as well as it should. You know, travel, the tourism industry and hospitality have struggled. The airline industry, which means oil and gas, you know, it's, it's sort of connected everywhere. And it may seem as though some of these uh, things I'm talking about are specifically uh, related to businesses, but the fact is if businesses are not doing well, then people also won't be doing well. Mm. And what we've seen is that a lot of people have taken pay cuts, a lot of people have lost their jobs altogether. And uh, those that are not, some people actually have a little bit more money in their pocket. But you think about, for example, a mom with four kids at home and they're all home now. They're not going to school. They're eating everything in the house. Um, the expenses of such households are also going up. So yeah. one of the things important to first of all understand is, are you, are you in the section of people who's um, budget, your month-on-month -month budget has gone up or down. Mm -hmm. And I want to start with those people whose budgets have gone up. So first things first is in understanding what, what is driving these additional costs. So you'll find that in some households, the electricity bills are much higher, the food bill is much higher, etc. So you want to ask yourself, is there a way for me to rebalance my budget a little bit so that the increase is not out of my range, one. Mm -hmm. um, and two, it, you know, we're kind of narrowing down to essential goods. So a really good way of doing this, for example, is if you're finding that your electricity bills are going higher and your grocery bill is going higher, you might consider eating out less because I found that families are actually ordering in a lot more right now, especially those whose um, house helps have gone home. Mm. So that's one of the things that you could think about doing actually put down your budget look at what it was in january look at what it's been you know over the past you know two or three months and then you'll be able to identify which areas are high which ones are low and you can make a conscious decision about how to get it closer to how it was before okay. so that's about the person who has kept their job you know has kept their income at the same level but their budget has gone up so that's okay. what that person should be doing okay. then kind of person whose income has reduced or is completely eliminated okay now somebody who's in an emergency situation because you don't know when you're going to be able to get another job or when you're going to be able to get your increase and of course you make plans based on a number that you had in january and then now you know you might have 50 percent less or 25 percent less of what you were working with before and I found that this situation, the people who are most affected by it are actually younger people because they're the newest in the workforce. And so if a company tells you we're going to reduce by 25%, there's not much leverage you have. I'm also seeing this happening at the higher end of the um, executive sort of journey. So you find that people at the top, the top level managers are also taking quite a pay cut. But since their salaries are quite high anyway, the impact is not as high as on somebody who just recently started a job and then now has gotten a pay cut. Okay. So this person, the best thing that could have happened is that they had an emergency fund. So we usually say with an emergency fund, you want to put away three to six months of your basic expenses into an account that you can access like a money market fund. 
And now this is a situation where you would start tapping into your emergency fund. So if you have an emergency fund, you have to behave as though you're in an emergency. I usually tell people, think about it like you were on a plane and the plane somehow you know, crashed into water and you all survived and you now have the food that was on the plane. You won't eat the way you would have eaten on a normal day. Mm. You will reduce Kidogo. Yeah. So that's a way you should use your money when you are in an emergency like the one we're in now. Okay. Now, there's also a big group of people who don't have an emergency fund. Yes. And what you want to do in this situation is find cash as quickly as possible. And this means making some very difficult decisions. It could mean moving out of the place you're living in. It could mean um, selling some assets. And, you know, it does, this don't need to be big things like cars and that kind of thing. But I've seen, you know, like ladies making a lot of money selling their heels, for example. Yeah. And it may not be the best scenario, the best situation right now to be trying and selling things. But it's better to try and get some cash than to just sit around and wait. Hmm. So that's what I would recommend for those who don't have an emergency fund. Sell as much stuff as you can. Scale down your expenses as much as you can because we're seeing that this pandemic is going to last a very long time. And if you're running out of money in July, you know, in December, things will be very, very bad. So you want to think about how can I get enough cash to take me through the next six to nine months at the very least. And then someone like this can do is figure out how to start earning money in other ways more consistently. And this could mean, you know, taking one of the very many free online courses there are to give yourself a new skill and maybe start freelancing on websites like Freelancer and Cohustle so that you're still able to bring in some income using your skills and not necessarily just selling your stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think... Uh, I think I've mentioned all the groups. Have I mentioned all the groups of people who, yeah, yeah. who's probably a more negative situation? Yeah. But there's an interesting group of people who have kept their income and are spending less. So you find that, for example, if you're, I don't know, a single lady living in Nairobi and you, you know, you're, you're now working from home, which means your transportation costs are much lower. You know, you're not going out as much. You're not going to do your nails anymore. You have all this sort of cash. And you'll find that, you know, I've been talking to a lot of people and we did some analysis and we saw that some, uh, for every 100,000, people were saving about 15,000 a month. So if you are in this position and you're, you're let's call it this, the 100K to just make it easier, and you started saving 15K per month since March, by the end of the year, you'll have quite a lot of money. Yeah. When it's, you know, when it's your, you know, 1,200 or your Ubers that you're not spending anymore, it seems like little money, but when it accumulates, then you can really start to make interesting investments with it. So I would say for those people who think that they might actually be in a situation where their spending has reduced, but their income has stayed the same, they should really start thinking about accumulating that cash and putting it to investments because we're in a space right now where everything is cheap and it's going to stay cheap for some time. So it's a very good time to get into investments um, as long as you're thinking long-term about them. So not a situation where you're trying to buy now and sell in December, uh, but you're trying to buy now and maybe hold for five or seven years. Mm -hmm. I would say this is a great time to start thinking about those kinds of investments, um, especially in the public market. So that's uh, bonds, bills, and some shares. 
Okay. Yeah. I want to take you back to the first uh, group of people that you mentioned. Actually, I think it has been helpful. So we actually have a solution for this at Africa Spocket. We have a budgeting tool that you can find on our Instagram. Okay. But generally, the basics of a budget are what's coming in, what's your income. Okay. And then we usually say you want income, you subtract your savings. So anything that you're putting towards your future goals. Mm -hmm. And then from there, your expenses. Whatever is left over is what you should spend. Um, you should spend on your expenses. And I like to look at expenses in two ways. So one is fixed expenses. So these are things that are always the same every single month. Yeah. So you know that they are predictable. You know them in advance. So your rent, um, maybe your internet costs, etc. Mm -hmm. Then you have your variable costs. So these are the ones where you tend to overspend. These are things like your fuel, your groceries, and you know other things like that. So it could be that you st you still spend it every single month, but the amount changes. Okay. Yeah. So what I usually say is within these fixed and variables, a good thing to now go and do another step further is ask yourself: this fixed cost is it a need or is it a want? Mm-hmm. And then from there, it becomes very easy to classify what can be eliminated from a budget. Okay. And the easiest ones to eliminate are variable costs that are wants. So for example, doing your hair is a variable cost. So it's, you don't need, you, if you're not going to die if you don't do your hair in the salon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I like to look at my budget and it really gives me perspective of um, is this something that I have to spend on this month if I'm trying to cut down this is this this is where I can, it's very easy to see where you can cut cut down okay okay that is fantastic now I want to go to the next um, the next question which is Managing your, your business finances. Of course, businesses really know these things. People are not buying, people are not selling. And that means that you need to hold on to the little that you have. So, how do you manage your business finances? So, I think the principles are actually very similar to uh, okay. your finances. But I think with business, the thing to, to really note is that there's a much shorter sort of uh, time, like uh, grace period, so to speak, because business uh, expenses tend to be very, very high and very difficult to get out of. So for example, you know, it's not that easy as a business to say, okay, we're not gonna pay rent anymore, for example. Mm. Um, with business finances and this, during this pandemic, I would say that the most useful thing to do as a leader is to manage your cash flows. And the great thing with uh, business, uh, with sort of business finances is that you have, usually you have people who owe you money and then you have people who you owe money. What you want to do is first talk to all the people who you owe money and get some extension of credit if possible. Okay. And this is a lot easier to do at the beginning of this pandemic than it is to do now. But you'd still find, for example, if you pay rent, your landlord could be a little bit more lenient. If you supply stock and you have a, a wholesale sort of supplier, you can find that maybe they'll give you a little bit more time to pay for your stock and you're able to get stock on credit and sell it for revenue. Mm 
So those are the kinds of things you want to be able to do. And you've seen, you know, this is why also so many businesses are, are giving, are having pay cuts with their employees because they're trying to manage their cash flows. So for me, I think that where a business doesn't have to cut salaries, they shouldn't because you have other people who have a little bit more um, ability to sort of wait for their money. And that's people like your landlords, people like your suppliers. The other thing I think that businesses have to really think about is debt. Okay. So you find that a lot of businesses, especially if you are in trade, meaning that you have a product that you sell, you Mm. tend to have a loan to kind of do the first, the first shipment and then now from there you keep recycling money from the business yeah yeah now the thing is because right now people are not buying as much it's probably a lot more difficult to make enough money to compensate for interest as well yeah so one of the things that i've been saying a lot to businesses is one if you can get your interest payments frozen Mm-hmm. And the banks in Kenya were already doing that. If you asked sort of for a grace period, they would give you, you know, two or three months with no interest being charged on your debt, mm. which is super helpful to keep your business afloat. Now, the other thing I think that businesses have to do right now is kind of think about what do my customers need? So mm-hmm. if you're a restaurant in town, for example, in the CBD, then, you know, most of your customers would come for breakfast, for lunch, but now they're all working from home. So what can you do to keep that customer engaged so that you're not starting to market from scratch when people are back to normal? And this is, you know, some people are starting to do home deliveries. I've seen some restaurants even doing a very interesting sort of weekly meal plan type situation. So have to think about how can you use the same assets that you have the same you know customer base that you have and keep them engaged during this pandemic because if a business closes right now or decides to take a break right now it's very difficult to keep to maintain that relationship you have with your customers and it's going to be difficult to get them to continue being your customer now when things are back to normal if things ever get back to normal so Pivoting for me is extremely important. Um, and you've seen it in many industries. I'm sure you've seen barbers who are coming to your house. You've yeah. seen a lot of food and that kind of thing. Um, so that's what I would say from a business management perspective. Uh, okay. I think it's fantastic. And, and do you think it is proper for people to actually uh, invest right now? I don't think it's on that are supposed to invest or to do anything in a business or anything because of the uncertain time. And yes. Um, yes. What, the, what do you advise? Like what modes of investment would you advise? So I think the investment, I, I, I try to stay away from answering questions about investments because it depends on so many factors, right? Uh, you know, person A, it could be a good idea for person A to invest, but not for person B. So I would say the first thing about investing right now is you have to ask yourself, can I afford to lose this money? Because like you said, it's uncertain times, right? Yeah. And so you don't want to sort of start, you know, changing your investment strategy for something as important as your retirement. Or if you have children in school, you don't want to invest their school fees, for example, right? Yeah. So you 
right now you want to make investments but only with excess cash um, and even from a business perspective that's the same advice i would give if you don't have to buy new assets you know don't right like use what you have already to kind of make the best of this time because like you said it's uncertain you have no idea how long the pandemic is going to last you have no idea what the impact of of it on, on businesses in the long term is going to be you don't know what industries are going to survive so where you can see like for example from a business perspective if you if you see that actually this thing for delivering is working really well for me then a good investment at that point would be to take money that the business is already generating and maybe buy a motorbike Right. Okay. Hmm. From that perspective, you're kind you're kind of sure that it's going to go well. Okay. Okay. Thank you. That has been very, very, very informative. I personally have learned a lot. I think from now on I'm managing my personal finances very well. Next really should mention about your organization so that people can, can know how to reach Africa's books because I've been following Africa's books for a while on Instagram. And I love what you do. Can you just mention a little bit of uh, how people can get to Africa's pocket? What do you guys offer? And yeah. For sure. Thank you so much. Thank you for being a follower. We love our community. Mm-hmm. And um, have, we have a couple of online courses. The first one is called Your Roadmap to Wealth. And this one is sort of a broad base for your personal finance management. We go through everything from the understanding the jargon that comes with personal finance, like what is inflation? Why does it matter to you? What is risk? What is return? Why do these things matter to you as an investor? Okay. And then we go more practical sort of step-by-step uh, of managing your money. So we take you through the process of making a budget. We tell you about investments that you can put in place. We teach you how to automate your financial system. So that's the, our first and our flagship course called the Roadmap to Wealth. That one goes for about 10,500 or 100 US dollars. And you can find it on our website. Mm. Then we have another online course called Navigating Debt. So this is just like the name says, it's about how to manage debt and then how to use debt well. So you find that some people have not very bad debt. So you've taken you know, a loan, for example, to buy, I don't know, to go on holiday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you need to be able to figure out how to pay it the most effective way and the best strategy for sort of getting out of debt. Then you have good debt, like buying a house. And what we do here is we teach you how to negotiate the best deal for that debt. And that's that second course, navigating debt, which is about 4,900 or $49, 49 US dollars. Mm-hmm. And then we also have another online course called car ownership. So this is about the process of buying a car. How do you figure out how much you can afford? If you're going to use debt to buy your car, how do you negotiate that debt? Um, what are the actual costs of owning a car? And that one is uh, $23 or 2,300 shillings. Then we also have some tools like the budgeting tool that I mentioned, which mm-hmm. is um, sort of plug and play uh, tool that helps you figure out how much your budget should be, how much you should be putting away in savings, and then helps you understand what, how your expenses are moving. And that one is 1500 shillings. So those are all our products and you can find us on www.africaspocket.com. Or you can find us on all of the social media platforms at Africa's Pocket.
Thank you very much, Ms. Um, Valentine. That has been very, very informative. We have learned a lot. Now, all our listeners, as I said, they have partnership with the and we are trying to come up with solutions that are geared uh, towards uh, providing solutions that are sustainable and very workable for you as a young person at home. Thank you very much, Valentine. Thank you, Grace. Thank you for. Please note that Africa's Pocket will be holding a webinar soon on managing personal finances. So kindly check out their website or their Instagram page for a link or for a date where you can register for the webinar. Thank you.